What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's Seven Figures Club podcast. If you are on a mission to join that Seven Figures Club, that 5% of business owners who generate a million dollars a year in sales and revenue, then you're gonna wanna take notes today because we have the powerful Stacy Wallace, 49% boss lady, 51% missionary, and 100% fueled by fire. She is a leading expert in the field of business psychology, growth hacking, something you need in today's business world, and personal life mastery. With over 35 years of corporate and entrepreneurial success, her signature 1% method of micro-progress has led to nine-figure success in supporting hundreds of thousands of small business startups. Whether on stage or online, Stacy uses her unique warrior story of miraculous physical and financial breakthroughs to teach other business leaders how to turn setbacks into monumental comebacks. And just last year, Stacy and her husband, Larry, left their corporate senior executive positions in telecom to become CEO and COO of the Fueled by Fire Mastery Program and Elite Mastermind for CEOs, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs, building purpose-driven, highly profitable, and faith-based lives and businesses they love. On top of all this, their passion for giving back has fueled their nonprofit organization, EM Women, which rescues and restores the lives of women and girls who have gone through some of life's most difficult challenges. Stacy, welcome to the show. <laughs> There are over 32 million businesses in the U.S., and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. Thank you. That was a mouthful. Wow. Thanks, Leo. And well, Leo. yeah, you, when you've done a lot in your life and, and you know, serve so many people, that's that's the type of bio we all, you know, hope to have someday. Now, Stacy, at 35 years of corporate and entrepreneurial success, that's that's incredible. Did you start at like age five or, or how how did well, you get 35 okay. years in? Now you're, you, you're, you're not looking very old. <laughs> well, I'm 52 and okay. I am. Uh, yes, I did start very young. Uh, I, at 18, I had the blessing. Really, I, I grew up with a father who was a, a pastor and a minister, a missionary. Yeah. My grandfather uh, he raised up missionaries and sent them around the world. And so I wow. had this really strong missionary bent to want to save the world. I also had the gift of what we call the Midas touch of the ability to produce wealth. And so as a young woman at 16 years old, I was a singer so, and got picked up by okay. some pretty big organizations that uh, I ended up being on a 21 piece orchestra and, and, owned my own business at 18 as a fashion consultant, uh, ran a John Casablanca's when I was just a young girl. And that led me into the hunger and desire to not go uh, to college, but to go into the world of entrepreneurialism. And so at 18, my dad uh, actually said, Stacy, you know, you're, you're doing really good with your music. Uh, I was nominated for new female vocalist of the year in country music. He said, but that's a short career. It's an up and down career. Uh, it could be a long career, but very few people have a lifetime career. So you need you need something that's going to produce residual income. So he introduced me to the world of water filter cells. <laughs> and he said, everyone will always drink water. 
So I thought it was quirky and weird. And so he hired me to come to his, it was a direct sales, multi-level marketing uh, event. And he, he paid me to sit outside the, the door and actually write people's name tags. So I was 18 years old. I got paid $25 an hour. And I thought that was unbelievable. Of course, that was a lot of years ago. That was 1988. And that day, uh, a gentleman walked up and said, hey, is this free? And this was in a hotel back then when they did the big hotel meetings. And I said, well, it is. And he said, well, I, um, I want to attend. And I said, okay, well, go on in. And he goes, what is it? I said, well, they're selling water filters. I had zero sales line whatsoever. I just was getting people in the door. Well, he came out of that meeting and he hits the table and he says, listen, I'm an insurance agent and I want to do this. How do I do this? Well, I was born at night, but not last night. So I went in and I said, dad, I want an application for me and I want to sign this guy up. So I signed this guy, guy up and he ended up being kind of a stalker, but he showed me Uh-oh. how I could do something that I didn't even have the skill set to do if I just applied myself, if I was just willing to use my communication skills. So my first paycheck in that company when I was 18 years old was $8,976. And that changed my life. I realized that the world of entrepreneurialism, that was more than any professor was making in the college that I was thinking about going to. And I said to my dad, I said, this is the life for me. I want to do this because I can do it on my time when I want to. That started a journey at 18, and that's why there's so many years behind me of sales, marketing, obviously moving into corporate infrastructure and and traditional corporate America, taking high seat positions in telecom companies and healthcare companies, uh, all the while, um, you know, going through major setbacks. I think every every person that's hit nine figures, you got a lot of stories to tell. But Leo, it's just been an incredible journey of how God's opened up doors as we continue to lean in and say yes, uh, not only for us to produce wealth, but also to be able to produce a better way and a better life for other people. Beautifully said, Stacey. So quick question. So you're 18 and you're learning about this new business. So working with your father, it's a direct sales type company. You start out with an hourly and then you see the opportunity of getting into sales. And so you're earning commissions. Is that right? I was earning commissions and I was building a team. So because it was a it was a billion dollar company selling water filters and air filters and I just had to hustle. You know, so we hear a lot today about beast mode and hustle mode and grind yeah. mode and in those early days of startup there's a lot of that. Uh, what we do now in fueled by fire is we help people go from startup to scale, scale to sale. And we've been blessed, you know, with as many setbacks as we've had. We've also had some tremendous big wins uh, from seven figures, eight figures, nine figures. And and my brother and my husband uh, started a company. They were able to take on NASDAQ to $1.2 billion mark. So um, that that type of experience in such a short period of time uh, really enabled us to see the various strategies that whether it's a brick and mortar, whether it's a telecom company, healthcare, MLM, or just a, a brand new baby startup, it's the same strategies applied. And when you move out of beast mode and learn how to live in your best mode, you're able to build both peace and profits. So for mm. most of my life, I built profits. And I went through some really hard times. I went through major 
suicidal depression. I went through a divorce in my early 20s at 21 because it was all about the money, the money, the money, the grind, the grind, the grind. And when I began to realize that there is actually an economic system outside of gadgets and widgets, that there was actually a way that you could produce both peace and profits. You could build a purpose-driven, highly profitable life without forsaking your family, without forsaking your purpose, without forsaking the things that matter most. And my 12 years traveling with Zig Ziglar and being very part of that family, uh, it really taught me what the value of life really is and how to be able to build that. Zig was one of the best that talked about, you know, he liked things money could buy, but he loved things money can't buy. Money can buy you a house, but it cannot buy you a solid home. It can buy you a bed, but it can't buy you a good night's sleep or peace. And so uh, we've built our lives around that philosophy of helping the people build that purpose-driven, highly profitable. And because we are faith-based, we teach them how to keep their faith intact. Mm, I love it, Stacey. Let's talk a little bit about these challenges. You know, this mm-hmm. isn't talked a lot about when, you know, you start a business, you're an entrepreneur, you're a small business owner, you're trying to build something. And there are real challenges to finding peace with the prosperity that comes with, you know, building a successful business. What are some of those challenges that people need to be aware of? And more importantly, what are some of the solutions to sort of combat and overcome those challenges that we face as small business owners and, and entrepreneurs and finding peace at the same time as prosperity? Mm-hmm. Well, really, you know, and having worked with so many small business owners, there, most people, and right now, you know, I think there was 4 million new entrepreneurial businesses started in 2020. That is astronomical. Wow. Four million. Four million. So think about that. People know I've got to hedge against what happened in 2020. I don't want to be caught in a brick and mortar. I don't want to be caught in a place where if there's a shutdown, I'm stuck. So a lot of employees said, wait a minute, I'm not going through that again. I'm going to take the my future into my own hands. I'm going to start something. And so by starting something, they think wow, it's got to be easy. I see so many people online doing these online coaching programs and online businesses and selling nutrition and putting on their Lulu, you know, lemon outfits and it must be easy. Well, the real truth is if it's easy, everybody would be at seven, eight, nine figures, but there are some processes that you have to put in place in order to make it doable. And so in that season um, of 2020, we watched and in 2019, We had just come out of, really, we were at the peak of our careers, making more money than we had ever made before. And I woke up and had a dream that um, basically it was God's voice in my dream. I know people probably think that's a little crazy. And it just said, will you say yes? Would you sacrifice your life? Will you say yes? Would you have raised the knife, which was a reflection of a story in the Bible about Abraham raising his knife? to uh, kill his dream, which was his firstborn son, Isaac. He said, will you say yes or will you turn and walk away, which was a reflection of the rich young ruler who said no, or will you say yes to me today? And I woke up, of course, it was in the tune of a song because that's a lot of times the way God speaks to me. And I I woke up when my husband got up, I said, baby, I, I think God's asking us to step away from our careers, which is crazy because we know a lot of people who've lost everything and went through a season of testing or a season of learning, uh, but not 
people who were at the peak of their careers and say, you know what, I'm going to give everything I have to the poor. But that's what we felt was being asked. So I felt it was me. So I said, I'm going, if you agree, because I'm a woman fully in submission to my marriage. I love my husband. I, I think that power comes in partnership and alignment and servitude. Uh, it doesn't come through ego. And so that's one of the first things I would say in answer to your question. One of the biggest things you have to get out of the way is your ego is we want more because we want to serve the ego side of us that wants the title. We want the position. We want the cars. And, you know, I have learned through time that money only makes you more of what you are. So if yep. you have an Magnifies. egocentric, narcissistic tendency, money will make you bigger of that. If yep. you have a depression a tendency or a melancholy tendency, money will drive you deeper into that. So it's not money that people are looking for. So what is it? What, what we're really looking for, and it took me over 40 years, really 40 years was at my 40th birthday was an epiphany. What we're all searching for is peace because there's a lot of people who make nine figures and even more, and they're still starving for peace. They're starving for something that says, you know, I'm good. If you stuck a fork in me right now, I'm golden. I mean, even right now with all the research and technology and, and anti-aging, we're still searching like Ariel in the Little Mermaid. I want more. I want more. I've got gadgets aplenty, but I want more. And there is a place and we have been blessed to find it. How to identify more, how to get to a place where you make more than a million dollars, more than nine figures. And it's not about money. So one of the, you said, you know, what is, what is the biggest challenge? Well, what is one of the solutions is less of us, you know? So it's, it sounds crazy, but how do I lose my ego in order to pursue my higher calling on this planet so I can get closer to peace? Well, for us, that came through a dream where God must have known that we had a little bit of ego going on. We were faith-based leaders posting on social media. Look how God has blessed us. Thank you, Lord. We're so blessed traveling around the world, posting all of our safaris and everything and not realizing what we're really saying is, do you approve of what I'm doing? Follow me. Do you like what I'm doing? Do you like me? Are my likes going up? Are my followers going up? And really, that is not the essence of peace. That, that's, those are called vanity metrics in marketing. And they do not mean that somebody's happy. When we look in social media and we see that, it doesn't mean they're good. doesn't mean that their marriage is good. doesn't mean that their health is good. So when uh, I felt that dream was asked of me, I, I, I said yes. The next day, I told our entire staff and team, I said, I will not be running this business anymore. I'm turning it all over to Larry. Uh, he had already retired from his uh, telecom, uh, not telecom, uh, telehealth. He was the COO of a big telehealth company and he had stepped away from that. So the idea was he'll take over all of my sales and marketing and leading of that business that I was running. And one month later, and what I did is I went into a time of meditation and prayer and I just every day would wake up and I would say, all right, God, what would you have of me? Holy spirit, what would you have of me today? And sometimes it was just to sit and, and listen to music. Sometimes it was to go take a nap. Hard if you're an achiever. Hard to just stop and think that faith could be not doing. Faith could be believing that there's something at work bigger than your talent, your ability, 
And, and man, that was a big learning lesson for me because I'm if in, in fish terms, I'm a shark, uh, in disc terms, I'm, I'm a, I'm a dominant, uh, direct leader and influencer. So stopping and resting and listening was probably one of the greatest things God ever taught me to do because mm-hmm. I began to find peace. I began to find peace. It was very difficult. This went on uh, for a month and I felt really great about it because he was running our business. He wakes up one morning and says, I think I'm supposed to do it too. And I said, what? (laughs) He says, I think I'm supposed to shut everything down and walk away, but I think we're supposed to give all of our money away to the poor. And so that started an epic journey for us of two and a half years of giving away everything we had right down to our home. We put it up for sale. We fed 10,000 homeless people at a Christmas when we partnered with other businesses and business leaders and um, gave an absolutely epic Christmas to a lot of hurting people, continued to give to where we had nothing. Like there were times in that two and a half years where I so wanted to go back into a corporate position and get a quick fix, you know, base salary, commissions, bonuses, equity. And every time I would get another, because once you come out of the industry, you basically are a free agent. And so people start realizing, wait a minute, they're not with that company anymore. Every time I would, I would lean in and think I'm going to take that interview. I would just feel like God would say, I didn't tell you to do that. I told you, I want you on this journey of faith. And so that was when my kids were like around 16, 17 years old. And it was tough because, you know, they're wanting cars and they're wanting more makeup and they're wanting uh, to go out. And I remember one time my son came to me, said, mom, I, I need a new belt. And I was like, baby we, we don't have it. I mean, I'll have to sell something in order to do that for you. So I think you need to get, get a job. My daughter came one time wanting some makeup. I said, baby, you got to get a job. So she was 15. He was just turning 17 and uh, she got a job at Chick-fil-A. He got his eyes set on real estate, took a job at a bank that hired him really early. Cause he's an entrepreneur has been an entrepreneur since 13, where he made $36,000 in his 13th wow. year. Um, entrepreneurialism startup is not difficult startup to scale is difficult because you have to break down your personal modalities your habits your sleeping patterns your your ability to listen your ability to watch the market your ability to serve people at the highest level and your tenacity to not quit when it gets hard that window that first million will be the hardest million you ever make But after the first million, going from 1 million to 2 million, you now understand, oh, wait a minute, it's a barrier of entry like the four-minute mile. Once you hit it, you realize, okay, it's doable. Now you change your thought processes and you lean into eight figures. So the first eight figures you make will be the hardest because it's almost like a a lid you want to clip through. So Leo, there's so many things inside of growing through a season of startup or breaking down your ego that if you will do it and if you will be willing to lean into it and say, what is it about me? What blind spots do I have that could hinder me from being a true reflection of God in the marketplace? And when I say that, I mean, not just making money so much more than that. I mean, obviously he's abundance, but it's how do I be love in the marketplace? How do I be generosity in the market? It's very difficult to do that if you're trying to catch if you're trying to catch money, if you're trying to acquire wealth versus becoming the conduit of wealth to others, that 
is a mastery level understanding. And that's why we pivoted out of what we did. We didn't know it when he asked us to walk away, but he was teaching us how to become a conduit of wealth. So we could do more than teach people how to make money. We could teach them how to be a vessel of abundance. Well said, Stacey. Now there's something that you guys offer, you know, small business owners and those who are looking to grow and scale, maybe get past that first seven, eight figure (laughs) Mm -hmm. threshold. And you call it a sweet spot audit. Tell us how this sweet spot audit works and, and how it helps a business owner get their business and their personal life kind of in harmony and in order. Well, the sweet spot audit is one of two of our biggest methods. We have the 1% method of micro progress. Uh, The sweet spot audit is, and and this goes back to your first question about what is something practical people need to do in order to gain traction in the marketplace? Well, the sweet spot audit, we've heard about SWOT analysis. And so when we go into a company and we take on a corporate company into our infrastructure of coaching and training, uh, we do a SWOT analysis. We want to know strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. That's really important as you're doing a discovery process on a company. And for a small business owner or a, a brand new entrepreneur starting and, and having their startup, you want to do a SWOT analysis on the industry that you're going into. What are the strengths? What are the weaknesses? What are the opportunities? What are the threats? You're just getting started. You're just looking for investment money. Well, one of the things about gaining investment money, you want to have done your research. So discovery, we do discover, design, deliver, deploy. In the discovery process, you want to make sure that you are investing time and talent into an industry that's worthy of your time and talent. And that's going to produce outcome that investors would say, okay, it's worth the threats. It's worth the risk. It's worth the opportunities because the opportunities outpace what the possible risks could be. Um, The sweet spot audit, however, goes a little bit more into the leader. And because anybody that's going to invest, if you watch Shark Tank, you you know that you're not going to invest in a a weak leader. You're not going to invest in a leader that doesn't understand their numbers, that hasn't done their due diligence, that doesn't know the industry or the future of the industry that they're going into. Well, the sweet spot audit is about what keeps that leader strong, mentally, physically, spiritually, and financially. So the S is, uh, what are your strengths? Personally, as a leader, what are your strengths? What are you good at? Some people are like, I want to start a business. I think I, I want to get investment to do something, but I just don't know what. Well, look at what you're good at. Don't look at shiny objects. Don't look at what's just hot in the market because that could shift. And then you end up in an industry you don't like and love, and now you lose peace. So to get peace and profits, you've got to be true to your core identity and say, what am I good at? What do I love? And generally, this goes back to your core values. You know, what Mm. do I value most? And now I want to build a life and business inside of my values so that the time I do put into it actually makes sense to me. The W is weakness. So if your strengths are your superpowers, the weakness is your kryptonite. What is it? that has stopped you, hindered you, slowed you down, caused depression, caused you to have setbacks, defragged your family? What are those weak spots, blind spots that you need to be aware of as a leader that could unravel everything that money can't buy? Because those are the things that take a leader down and ultimately take a company down. If you've got a, if you've got a, a moral issue before money, you will have a bigger moral issue after money because you can buy things, you can, you can buy toys, you can buy people, you can buy time from people. 
So you want to make sure your weaknesses, your blind spots are, are really observed. E, the first E is energy producers. Who are your coaches? Who do you have around you that's producing energy? Who are the family members that light up the room when they walk in? Who are the friends that absolutely bring you joy and that are supportive of you? Uh, this is where I highly encourage, that's why we have a mastermind program and a mastery program. Hire people to speak into your life that have gone where you want to go that have done what you want to do and bring them close to you. And generally you have to pay for that. You know, for a decade, I did free classes trying to pivot out of traditional corporate America into the online mastery world and being able to really uh, do great funnels and, and to be able to make millions of dollars online. I would go to every free program thinking if I just get their free nuggets, I'll be good. It wasn't until I began to invest in high ticket leaders that had done what I hadn't done. And because we had already built nine figure companies, I had to pay a lot. <laughs> so I had to tap into a level of coaching that I wanted to go in order to get that, those, the, the tips, the tricks, the secrets of what was at that level. So you want to surround yourself. We call that scaffolding with energy production. The second E is energy demanders. You've got to pivot away from energy demanders. You've mm -hmm. got to get as much energy suck out of your life as possible. Now, if it's your no family, question. you can't pivot away from your family. If it's your kids, you can't just leave them. <laughs> if it's your wife, you don't think that the grass is greener because no matter where you go there, you will be. So you've got to figure out if I've got a season right now where everybody that I love the most is sucking the life out of me, you got to double down on energy producers. You got to double down on coaches, on pastors, on leaders, on mentors that bring life into you so that when you go back to the energy suck zone, you, you're okay. You're full. You're not empty. And then the T is time expansion is how good are you at expanding time as a leader? Time expansion is different than time management. It's different than time orderment. It's how do you multiply and get more than 24 hours a day out of a day so that you can get 48, 96. 96 or, you know, ultimately unlimited time. And the only way to do that, Leo, is understanding the power of collaboration with the right people. No question. Wow, guys, in a few minutes, we're going to tell you exactly where you can go so you can get your own sweet spot audit. And just so phenomenal. I've never heard that broken down like that. The energy producers versus the energy mm -hmm. suckers. And there are. And anytime you can kind of pivot away from those energy, energy suckers in your life as much as possible, no question, that really helps out. And, and time, scaling time, leveraging time with great people, technology, a very mm -hmm. powerful concept indeed. So the, the next question I have is, you know, you're, you're on your path. There's a lot of business owners who the last two years have faced extreme hardship, extreme difficulty, adversity. Their business might have been, you know, shut down during the pandemic. They might have seen massive disruption in their industry and profession. And a lot of them are struggling to rebuild that business and get back on track. And Stacey, I know you and Larry have done that over and over you know, as, as people of faith, like what are some of the, the steps that, that a business owner can take right now listening to get their business back on track, to, to find the solution, to overcome those massive obstacles that so many have faced? Well, if I could be really, really candid and lay it out there, uh, what we learned in those two and a half years. So 2019 was the end. I turned 50 at December 8th, 2019. 
I happened to be in a Tony Robbins date with destiny. First time to ever be a part of anything at to- of Tony's went to this date with destiny. And while I was there, honestly, I wanted to leave the whole time. Cause I, ha- I wasn't used to hearing the F word so much. <laughs> and so he, he does like to me. say that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I have a tender spirit to women who have unfortunately received a lot of physical abuse, verbal abuse. So I was caught in this chasm of, do I stay or do I go? Do I continue to listen to this or do I go? Well, there was so much good meat in the, you know, I had to chew up the meat and spit out the bones. (laughs) Let's just say that on day three, it was my birthday and we had had our house for sale for a year and a half and everything else we had given away. I knew something was going to happen on my 50th birthday. 50 is the number of Jubilee freedom celebration. And so I sensed it coming, but on my birthday, we got a call from somebody that had about six months earlier, seen our house for sale. She called and said, is your house still for sale? Called my husband. And if so, can I buy it? I need it in less than 27 days. So she wanted it by the 27th of December. Um, that's fast turnaround, even for the companies to be able to put it together. Uh, so it was a cash offer. My husband calls me and he says, you're not going to believe this. You've, you've, we've got a cash offer. She wants it immediately. We hadn't even thought about where we're going to live. Um, so we, cause I mean, it'd been so long, we were just doing what we do. And that day I said, okay, well, I'm going to finish out here with Tony. Something's going on here. I've got to watch. But while I was at Tony's, I kept feeling again, I want you to take people where this room isn't going. It's hard to say that without sounding very egotistical because Tony is the best of the best when it comes to what he does. He is phenomenal. He is at a mastery genius level of human change. Uh, But I had a dream and a dream that I had had a couple of years ago before that, uh, actually in 2018, where there was this elevator that I was on and the elevator went to the 39th floor and the Mm. 39th floor was everything money can buy, including uh, a good time, including money. It just, there was all these different layers of colors of transcendence. And, and there was a chart at Tony's that, that this was part of his, his coaching program. And I was on that elevator and I made it to the top. And the top was a time of being like an Elon Musk, where you're really about global change and, and, and money is flowing and and you don't have a problem anymore with money. And I was at that floor in this dream, despite where I was in real life, we had just given away all our money. And in this dream, this voice said, get off this elevator and look to the right. Well, I looked to the right and there was a 40th floor and above elevator. And I looked to the right and I went over and got to the front of that. And there was a card that I had in my hand. And in my faith, that card is Jesus, right? So I I had his name on the elevator slot. So I put it in the slot, the door opened and it was everything money can't buy. And it was love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. And this voice said, if you will let go of the 39th floor and below, I'll show you a world where there is no lack, where there is heaven on earth. It's called epiphany, where there is transcendence, it's oneness with me, not oneness with the universe, but oneness with the God who created the universe. And so the 40th floor was this amazing place of just every feeling, emotion, love encompassed. But the 40th, 41st floor was to have the mind of God, the mind of Christ, to be able to see what he sees, know what he knows, 
foretell the future, to be able to see where the market is going. And so, of course, I wanted the 40th floor and above. And he says, then you can't take the other world with you. You've got to die to everything in the 39th floor and, and below so that I can let you play in this arena. Well, that day I began to see at Tony's that there was a world that I believed God was calling us to lead people into. And um, when we stepped into that, we began to realize that there is a message that people haven't heard. And that is how to tap into unlimited abundance 24 hours a day. Uh, not only did our house sell, but we were given, and I'm going to tap on COVID, we were given the opportunity uh, not only to give abundantly because we had equity in that, but to go out and we had a dream for two years in our, in our drought, we were studying RVs. And for two years, we were like watching every YouTube channel on RVs that someday we want to travel the world in an RV. December 31st, we left after the closing, drove out to Florida, bought an RV December 31st, January 1. We spent the first night in that RV. Three months later, COVID hit. We lived the best year of our life. Travel. Oh, that, that is amazing time. So I, I believe that is transcendence. I believe yes. that's where you get to hear or see things that prepare you for the next season. I, I talk often about what I believe is going to be happening between now and 24 and why it's important for people to own their own business, why it's important for people to be able to right now double down on their the strategies of getting outside of systems, of, of dependency on systems and into a place of full sustainability and, and residual income and having a place of wealth that's not described by the systems, by the political, by the educational, uh, by the entertainment systems of the earth, but being able to have sustainability. And so all of that, again, I know there's a lot of people that struggled through 2020. I mean, so many of our friends, no we watched them struggle and we were, we were not in a place yet where we could help them because while we were protected in 2020, our rebuilding of wealth came after six months of 2020. And mm. so that's where God just opened the floodgates to us again. And, and now we realize that he's done this for us, shown this for us to be able to help other people tap into it. No question. Well, Seven Figures Nation, the, the listeners of this podcast are probably, you know, maybe they're doing a workout, they're driving down the road, they're, <laughs> they're, they're trying to get their mind right as an entrepreneur and business owner. They want to have a seven figures business, but they mm -hmm. also want to have a seven figures life and even a seven figures family. Like they want to have that, that, you know, have it all. And it sounds like you and Larry have really created, you know, systems and processes and mm -hmm. tools and strategies, this audit so that they can do that. If they're, they're listening, they're like, Stacy, how can I do this? How can I take the next, next step forward? Not just be passive, but implement everything that they're learning. You know, in a half hour podcast, there's only so much, you know, you can provide that we can go over. They need to go deeper into this. They need to implement these programs and systems. Where do they go to take the next step? Well, my website is stacywallace.com. It's Stacy with an I. W-A-L-L-A-C-E.com. You can go there. If you do forward slash fire, it'll give you a free uh, copy of the introduction of the Fuel by Fire book, talks about the movement, what we're doing. Uh, but I would also encourage everyone to go to FBF, it stands for Fuel by Fire, FBFchallenge.com. I do a seven-day intensive mastery course for free. I do it every six to eight weeks. 
so that we can continue to pour into people right now who are wanting to get into that 40th floor and above abundance, peace, prosperity, living out your best life. Uh, we do it and we cover the big efforts. So coming out of that Tony uh, event, I got so much out of it and it was a phenomenal event. I did get a lot of meat and I did spit out a lot of bones, but I decided we were going to redefine the F word and the F words we're going to focus on our faith, family, finance, fitness, freedom, focus, and fun. And if you are able to go to the website there or go to FBF challenge and register for our next uh, seven day workshop, you'll see that we cover those things and specific strategies around each one of them so that you can build a purpose driven, highly profitable life and business that you love. So that was FBF mastery or no FBF challenge, right? Yeah, fbfchallenge.com. FBF Mastery is our mastery program, but fbfchallenge.com gets you into the free challenge. fbfmastery.com just shows you what we do on a paid level okay. and what we're doing with CEOs and influencers. Perfect. I love it, guys. I would, the challenge, those challenge programs are amazing. fbfchallenge.com, I think it's a great place to start. Of course, Stacy Wallace, Stacy with an I, W A L L A C E.com, another great place to start, guys. Take action. If you're driving, whatever you're doing, you know, jump off the treadmill, put that website uh, up, maybe text it to yourself, text it to your, your partner, your spouse, and then take action and move forward so that you can get not only prosperity, but mm -hmm. peace. And yes. that is very difficult. Let's be honest, 80% of business owners really struggle with the peace part and, and the prosperity part. So if you can, and they kind of come together, I think. The more mm -hmm. I've listened to you, Stacey, and the more I look at my own entrepreneurial journey, they kind of come together, you know, when you take action. So guys, take action, uh, go to the challenge, go to her website, take the next step, and then set some time out. You know, she talked about taking time to meditate, to, mm -hmm. to listen to what, you know, God or the universe is telling you you need to do. And, and there they it will guide you to better solutions. But if you never take the time to actually think about that and, and listen to what it's telling you, then you're going to miss amazing opportunities. Mm -hmm. Well, Stacy, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. Everybody, make sure you take action. Stacy, the final word is yours. Awesome. Well, I just want to encourage everyone that you, there's no difference between you and that person that you say, someday I want to be like. The only difference is, is your willingness to lean in commit to different strategies. If you're doing something that hasn't been working, flip into the strategies that are working, learn them, apply them. And then every day, wake up and say, God, what can I do for you today? And you'll see that one thing will change your world forever. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being a guest, Stacey. Thank you. Are you looking for more seven-figure secrets, content, or even how you can launch your own recession-proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit seven, F-I-G-U-R-E-S.com, where we share more videos, stories, strategies, funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession-proof. Thank you for listening, and if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five-star and invite others to join the club.